Welcome to This and That Podcast, Episode 6. I am Sam. And I'm Steve. And today we're going to be talking about Instagram hiding its likes. Um, we're going to be talking about Fukushima, the nuclear... Excuse me? <laughs> this is a Christian podcast. <laughs> Fukushima turning into the renewable mecca. <laughs> and oily Iran. <laughs> So we're going to jump straight in with the big news story of the week, which is... Not that big, but it is a story of the week. (laughs) It's been a slow news week. It has, especially as we don't want to talk about tragedies. Yeah, we want to keep it nice and light-hearted, so we decided to go with... Instagram getting rid of visible likes. (laughs) Struggled phrasing that, but it's actually... (laughs) You won't be able to see how many likes other people's photos have in the possible near foreseeable future. Yeah, so now you'll see like who likes it, how many likes it's got. No, you won't see how many likes it's got. No, I'm saying right now you do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But in the foreseeable future, it'll just see who's liked it. Yeah. Um, This has already been trialled in seven countries. Australia, Ireland, Brazil, Italy, New Zealand, Canada, and Japan. Um, so right off the bat, if you happen to be from one of these countries... Drop us a line. Yeah. How's it doing? How's the trial? How would you think of it? Um, and it's moving to, on a small scale, to the USA, the USA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the coming weeks, I think. And essentially, um, it's for the well-being... Of the users, the head of Instagram actually said... Um, what do you say, Sam? Come Adam Mosseri said, We will make decisions that hurt the business if they help people's well-being and health. Oh, that's a nice sentiment. Which, um, no. I don't think it's their real motivation. No, I don't. But it's a nice but, thing to say. Uh, yeah. Let's cut down to the meat of this bone. <laughs> do you think this will help mental health? I think it's a step towards it. Yeah. I don't think it's going to suddenly drop depression and anxiety rates to 0% in the population. That's true. But the kind of I think it's a good anxiety thing. around think it's a good thing. what people value on social media, how they portray themselves, yeah. you think that'll change? No more just pictures that you know will get large number of likes? Um, an actual representation of a life? I think... You'll still get those because people can see their own likes, but it'll be more in competition with yourself, hopefully. Yeah. Rather than getting sad because you think, oh yeah, I finally got 100 likes or whatever it is, or 1,000, and then you just look across to your friend or your enemy, and they've got like twice your number, and you're like, why why do they have more? (laughs) And then you get all sad, and you start trying to be someone you're not to get more, whereas I'm thinking I might cut it out. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that's by removing the kind of visible factor of how many people have liked it, it should. I mean, I know when I, like, I'm pretty sure most people have at some point gotten a bit sad because you see someone else's photo get a load more. Like, it doesn't really bother me anymore, but I remember when I was like 14 or 15, like Facebook, that kind of profile picture likes thing, I'd be like, well, why does he have 200? And I have two. <laughs> I'll tell you why, Sam. You weren't, you, weren't, you weren't showing enough cleavage on you, but... <sighs> Maybe Pe- I'm showing too much. People want those nips. 
Those Hershey Kiss nipples. Well, you can get them <laughs> on my Snapchat premium account. Ah! <laughs> this and that nip. <laughs> will you get Sam or will you get Steve nip? This and tit. <laughs> yeah. And a tit. Here's a tit. <laughs> Obscure fresh meat reference. Well, you know. They're all cabbies in the north. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, did someone's did someone? I know someone from Canada. Yeah. Said um, we won't name names, but what their name? I don't have their names. It was just an anonymous comment on the line. All right. But <laughs> they said they were one of the uh, you know people that had it with the invisible likes. Oh really? Yeah. And they right. said it now says how many. Not how many. It says liked by others or liked by thousands of others. So it's not really... That's quite a big... It's quite a big, like, step in it. Like, I think yeah. that's to differentiate from it shows... normal people and then celebrities. Yeah, I think it shows, like, sponsors who's worth sponsoring. Yeah. Like, if it says thousands of others... That's a lot of people. It's probably worth... Like, yeah. we're not getting thousands. I wonder but... if they have one for, like, millions as well. Potentially. I don't know what's the, like, average Instagram like for, like, celebrities and stuff, do you think? No, I have no idea. A couple hundred It seems like a few something. people have, like, a preposterous amount of followers, though. Like, legitimately hundreds of millions. And you're just like, how? Yeah, I think, like, Kylie Jenner, Cristiano Ronaldo. Selena Gomez was the other top one. Yeah, they all have... nowhere. I didn't know she was that, like, yeah, big a bit, deal. Yeah, a bit weird, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm quite a big deal. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, those guys have quite a lot of followers. But I think most people have, like, like celebrities and accounts. You know, mm. to get verified, I think you have to have, like, a million. I don't know if it's that much. Many. Yeah. But a lot... Not, another, like, a hard fact, but, like... Yeah. Another positive of this is, is people think it might reduce the number of like bots you get about. Because, obviously, what's the point in them? Very true, no very true. no one can see them. But yourself, and you don't... Surely you wouldn't just do like bots for yourself. Yeah, but I guess if you're doing it to try and get, like add revenue and stuff to like boost your numbers. Yeah, that's another thing. There's there's other analytics that uh, some influencer agency said that they're not that fussed about it because they can still look at engagement. That was a vague metric they measured. I yeah. don't really... And also number of clicks through the URLs that are inside posts. Oh, so yeah. I guess if it's a sponsor deal, they still know how many people are going to the... Mm. Sponsor. I think that's the main thing. Like all the analytics for people that are using the platform to make like money and use it as a kind of business platform is yeah. just a social media will still have that access but for the vast majority of people just using it as a kind of soundboard for their lives mm. then it's a casual user is definitely a good thing yeah 100 percent, and i agree um there's some influencers like the actual account influencers <laughs> have influencers they've reported fewer likes and engagement so then they worry that that means it gets pushed down on the feed because it's no longer about time it's released. It's now in the algorithm, isn't it? Mm. Um, but so far, no one's had their ads pulled or decreased. Oh, that's good. But you know, Small scale trial, small scale, though. So. Yeah. Well, any, anything these like platforms can do to uh, kind of... Stop the popularity contest, really. Yeah, basically. It's always interesting because that's never why they're set up in the first place. No, yeah, I mean, find Instagram, themselves. I think, used to be more like a Flickr type thing, where yeah. it was more about photography. Oh, absolutely. Whereas now, there's, obviously, there's photography accounts, but it's mostly just, like... It's mostly just a, a like... Life. A pic. Selfies. Yeah. I wonder what percentage... 
mean, there's even news to it now, isn't there? Like, there's everything, there's meme accounts and all that. It's not exactly new. It'd be interesting to know what percentage of... The accounts are what, like, yeah. standard normal accounts, what they classify as. Yeah. That would be interesting. But... Anybody from Instagram uh, yeah, if you listening... Hit us up. Hit us up and we can partner Adam. with you guys. <laughs> I know you're listening. <laughs> you're always listening. Shit, yeah, he probably is. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of questions I want to sling at you about this. Oh, go on, hit me. Yeah. Um, I thought would... It can't be that hard for some techie person just to make an add-on or a separate app that counts the likes. Um, probably. If anyone knows how to code, let well, us the know thing if is, like, possible, yeah. but I would have thought that's not that difficult to do. Well, they'll still have all the analytics for themselves, so what What do they... So what's the end game there? They have a... Well, if you can click on who you can... Because you can see who's liked things. Yeah. So if you're like, oh, are we beating... Anna, Kylie Jenner this week. Click on hers and then you use your new invented counter bot. Yeah. Be like, okay, that's 300,000. Potentially. We but then to... again, like, this isn't aiming at being used for that high end, yeah, that's is it? True. Yeah, like, this that is, wouldn't really be a problem. Yeah, this is to kind of stop that kind of small scale, like, individual user focus mm. of comparing your life to maybe celebrities that do have millions of people. What would be a cool thing is if they made it so you could pay, like, like a lot to see other people's for the business ones, but if it was like a thousand dollars, which is sm- small money for like Kylie Jenner, mm. but it would stop all the normies using it, and then they could be like, we're gonna put these thousand dollars towards mental health charities. Yeah, that's. Or do you think that's a dangerous road? I think that's a dangerous road because you'll have people that it's like microtransactions, isn't it? Like they don't make their money from everyone buying a few things; the they make whales. their money out of people that are kind of obsessed with it. So people that do struggle with this aspect of it, having a paid route to then have their fix. That's mm. I'd say that's more dangerous. Yeah. I'd say, you know, just let let it lie. Um, another... Got, got some other ones? Go on. Do you think this paves the way for... I can hear you, Clem Fandango. <laughs> <laughs> Steven? <laughs> Will another programme take over? A programme? <laughs> Will another uh, programme take over? I'm going to say... I can't think of no, any that are the same. not at the moment. Mm. Um, not take over, but kind of like we've seen before. Just Facebook was huge early on, and now still it's, is. It's just yeah, it's, not it's huge, but now it's that like the way other platforms have come around have diversified. Yeah, I mean, even if another program does come along, Facebook will just buy it. So it's, yeah, probably it's kind of irrelevant. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, what would Zuckerberg say? Do you think he's down for this well-being over business? Humans are dead. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure. As much as he's probably like a lizard man, like, <laughs> I mean, what is he's he's like made, isn't he? Like, yeah, he doesn't need to worry about like actual real problems. So, born in California. Yeah, focus made on made in the Royal Navy. <laughs> born in Carlisle, <laughs> <laughs> putting pints at eighteen. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because apparently, someone has like reverse coded the Facebook app or something, mm-hmm. and they found prototype things for Facebook doing invisible light counts. So hey, it's pretty good. I think Facebook did a big old no comment when asked about yeah. it. Um, when we pressed them. Yeah, yeah. We, we sent our journalists <laughs> to Mark's door. 
Hey, Zuckerberg. Let me in. Let me in. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think yeah, he he could be he could be bothered. It mm. seems to be like these kind of CEOs being so kind of rogue when it comes to implementing new stuff like they've got that kind of cult leader aspect to them mm. that allows them to be able to do these That's kind really of things interesting that the like of power they've got yeah like but... board like board members of just businesses like they want to make money yeah like whereas money. yeah otherwise like jack dorsey and stuff who can just come out and say like we're going to stop all political ads on twitter like yeah. because i think that's the best thing to do Man. and there's like obviously it's vested interest in keeping the platform relevant and alive but it just feels like some things can happen a lot quicker that way yeah obviously the downside is they can also do random shit like elon musk smoking a blunt on the joe rogan show and tesla stock legitimately falling yeah like an apple from a tree It'll go back up. Yeah. Right. I mean, unless it doesn't. I think it probably has. It probably it's has. so dominant in the cool electric car scale. Even if they... Apparently each car they make goes at a loss. Yeah. At the moment it does. So, don't understand how that functions. It's not like Amazon where... Is it, what's his like main business where he gets his actual money? Who? Uh, Elon Musk? Yeah. Because I know he's got the boring company. <laughs> Which draws like holes and stuff, and that's their gig. They're trying to like redo the transport. Um, he made a lot of money. Um, PayPal. PayPal. Yeah, he, he sold it, didn't he? Yeah, I think that was for, like twenty-five billion dollars. Jesus. <laughs> uh, man, man made money, and then Tesla became public, so it doesn't like investors give money, so it can stay afloat basically. Oh uh, yeah, of course. And then it's the cult of Elon. Keeping yeah. it going. And then he just goes, fuck it, I'm going to go to space. Meme Lord Elon. <laughs> Let me just build a rocket real quick. It's like, can I have my... Can I have nuke. my... Can I have my car yet? I'm going to go to Mars. <laughs> so you're in the queue. And then every celebrity seems to jump the queue at the push of a button. <laughs> so yeah, I got my Tesla. <laughs> I saw a Tesla the other day. They Joe all... Rogan, you didn't know about them until two months ago. <laughs> now you have one. Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> what happened to the queue? <laughs> I saw a Tesla earlier. They was really nice. They do look nice. Have you been in one? Uh, no. I've been in two. You are from the south. I was in one that was a taxi. A taxi Tesla? Yeah, yeah I, in Uber. And it was just pulled up. It was a Tesla. And I was like, well, hey, let's Fucking take the long route. Post Malone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the other one was being used as a funeral transport car. Like one of the big ones. Man, did they put the fucking SUV. coffin in, like, the car? Nah, nah, they had did it run off the bodies? It was like, instead of, like, you know, they use limousines yeah, and stuff, yeah, they yeah. had a, one of the big 4 by 4 looking Tesla yeah. ones. You know, he, fun, fun, he fact, like zoomies. fun fact about um, the cars, hearses, they're not, like, made specifically. They're normal cars that have to be modified. Well, who buys them other than funeral people? They're not, they're just normal cars, and then they get modified. Outrageous. I know, it's crazy. Right. No one's out there making just hearses. Hmm. Ending on that fun fact, that'll, that'll wrap us up our intro section. And now we're going to talk about the uplifting section of quite a lot of renewable energy. Okay, welcome back to part two of the pod. We're going to be talking about an uplifting news story. And from the ashes of nuclear disaster rises... The phoenix of renewable <laughs> energy. Oh, that was good. That was poetic, wasn't it? I like that. Um, to think I only got a B at GCSE English. <laughs> B? <No. laughs> 
It's fine, this is getting edited out. Yeah, cool. So, you're obviously talking about Fukushima. Fukushima nuclear power plant. Yeah, which back in 2011, I think it was 2011, it was 2011. ruined by an earthquake and then nuclear disaster. But they're looking to completely redo that piece of land, all the farmland there, and make 11 solar energy plants and 10 wind power plants um, set to be done by 2024. Hey. Which actually good. isn't that long to build that much. About five years, isn't it? Ooh, less than. So they're only just starting. Cracky. Like, Cracky Moses. Nearly in 2020. Jesus Christ, it's like Jason Moore. <laughs> listening in 2019. <laughs> You've only got two months left, bitch. Yeah, like it. Please. But, um, nah, it's pretty good, isn't it? Like, obviously the area was pretty ruined and nobody can live in, like, got a bit of an exclusion zone. It wasn't a, uh, perk no. for buying properties there. Um, not gonna lie, it kind of drove the property price down. Yeah. <laughs> not seeing that on Homes Under the Hammer. <laughs> Homes Under the Whammer. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the power output is supposed to be about two-thirds of a full-size nuclear power plant. Yeah, 600 megawatts for all the energy heads out there. Yeah, yeah. But apparently it's going to go power Tokyo and the surrounding districts. Which is massive. Yeah, Tokyo's a big old city. Yeah, and to all those people that say you can't do stuff off renewable energy... Fuck you. Fuck you. They're doing it's, it. They're doing it. This <laughs> isn't just a maybe. This is a 100%. Like they're actually doing it. Money in the bank. I'm pretty... Got money in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm a huge fan of renewable energy. I love anything. It's just cool, though, I love it? anything like, that's just doesn't hurt the environment. Yeah, it's like we've got this big old gassy, bully sun thing. It's only gonna, yeah, so only going to cost like three billion dollars as well. Less than two point seven five billion, which obviously you know a lot of money. Yeah, but in the but grand scheme of things, when people chat shit about like the government spending money and stuff, like having a basically nuclear power plant output, but. It's free real estate. Yeah, I mean, it's if, fine. let's say to get another third worth of energy, you'd need to add another third. So call it 3.5 billion. That's if you wanted the same for a nuclear power. That's amazing. Yeah. And I'm guessing it would create a shit ton of jobs for the maintenance and stuff there as well. Yeah, maintenance, installation. Um, and you know, it's not just like nuclear technicians. No. Like, and... it's large employment. Man, I just like this story. It's real nice. Yeah. And we've got some adjacent stories as well oh, sort of segue back up our all renewable energy hype so last week australia managed it was only for 10 minutes but the main grid was briefly powered 50 percent by renewable energy for the whole country as in all the cities I don't yeah uh, i thought that was gonna be more impressive i'm not gonna okay. lie okay all right so, it's only so, they only, so it was like, but they... for the whole week, it was about thirty-five percent powered by renewable energy. That's better. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Should have led with that one. Yeah, sorry. That's like <laughs> the whole country got powered for five minutes. Yeah. on no. renewable energy. So, for, but it shows that you know this fledgling stage. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was more than half. It was like fifty. I remember um, I saw a stat that said a bit ago Portugal ran for four days off just renewable energy, but those bad boys Bloody have hell. they have wind farms everywhere. Good. Like, legitimately. Down like, the coast, fucking do it. N- no, they're just everywhere. Like, you turn a corner and Oh, God damn it. It's like Starbucks here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've oh. I think we should have more. We're an island. Yeah, 100%. We should make the most of We've wind, got wind, wind we've water. got light, we've got we water. We don't have much light. Light isn't the one we should go for. We live near Manchester. When was the last time we had a sunny day? It was about a month ago. <laughs> 
I'm just saying you gotta hit you gotta diversify. We're windy and rainy. You gotta pump up those numbers. You gotta work your numbers. Or rocky number. I reckon go for the wind wind height. Yeah, definitely. I thought you did you have you ever seen those mini turbines people had on their houses? Because mm, I, I stopped I've seen, seeing them. I've seen like one. Yeah, I saw them like ten years ago, and I don't really. I guess they must. I think they kind of died out. So, solar panels were so always like taking over. I think it's just like space efficiency. Like those bad boys took up a lot of space and like made quite a bit of noise, like yeah. for their size. What Whereas... do you think about solar panels, look-wise, and wind farms? Because I know some people go like they're a blight on our horizons, but I quite like the look of a little. You know what's a blight on your horizon? Being under sea level. <laughs> yeah, it's not ideal. <laughs> that's not. That's Try not. Look great... over the rolling hills, <laughs> floating hills. Wait Weak. a minute. <laughs> <laughs> if the floating was still above. Yeah, I just realised that. <laughs> it's, fine, it's fine. It's fine. We only have logical bands that aren't mm. isn't that bad. But I don't think they look that bad. Just, no, I mean, I, I who's think... looking at house rooftops going, "Oh my god, it's gorgeous." <laughs> like it's just. After you you got to love an old thatch roof. Yeah, I don't think the impracticality a of a thatch roof, roof just makes you go, "Wow, <laughs> wow, <laughs> But yeah, speaking of, twenty three percent of that Australian renewable energy was from rooftop solar. It wasn't from big old wind farms. It was That's, from hey, they have a lot of sun. Yeah, it makes sense that they've heavily yeah. invested in it. They've got two. They've got a lot of things. They've got like sun. Beaches, shark attacks, <laughs> and like. So why don't we just attach turbines to the sharks? Oh fuck! <laughs> the CIA wants to know your position. <laughs> Stay right there. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, anything like this shit's good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, because ultimately, there's no more pollution either. Like, you're not smogging up a city. Well, you're I not to allocate a fucking ten mile exclusion zone around power plants because. Smoggy boy over there is pumping it out like a big old smoker on Rosie's. <laughs> One smoggy boy. <laughs> I remember at school as well, you learn like the cost of a solar panel, it takes about 20 years for you to get your money back. So you probably think, eh, do I want to buy this unless I'm going to live in this house for 20 years? But they're getting better each year, and they've also been falling cost wise every year by between 7 to 13%. So surely in that time, it must now be like 10 years until you get your money back, which I think is a lot. I just don't think you should, like, have to view it as that. No, but you do, because people need money, don't they? Like, I think I, I, I just think that, like, if everyone got them, then the kind of money back thing, like, it just became part of a house. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you'd never go, oh, fucking, I could do without a kitchen, save myself some money over ten years, like, <laughs> yeah, it just I'll just eat pot noodle every day. Without saying. Yeah, if it becomes, like, as standard, yeah, then it, does, it doesn't even factor in, really. Um... But, yeah, as soon as, like, technologies get better. That's half, like, why rene- renewables are getting, like, better as well, though. They're becoming it's like more a multiplier effect as well, because as more people adopt it, because it gets cheaper, then there's more funding, and then it gets cheaper and more efficient. And and there's more competition keeps, and everything. Yeah, it just keeps piling on. It's some sort of snowball effect. <laughs> Obviously, if we don't, you know, use renewables, we will never see a snowball ever again. <laughs> You what, were snowed well, the in Wrexham last week. Did we? Global warming's not real. It snowed Her. in November. Yeah. Climate change, my arse. Yeah, thanks, Trump. Can't believe he got rid of out of the Paris Agreement. Yeah, but what he's got, <sighs> like... How long's left months? in his presence? Well, he's got until 2020, but fingers crossed he gets impeached. 
So. I'm nearly there though. You might as well just finish at this point. Finish him. Yeah. Nah, we're half only halfway there. Twenty twenty. Oh no, no. Sorry, I just uh, doing yeah. a big old goof. Yep. Barely. <laughs> but um, oh shit, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, we're close now. Yeah, November twenty twenty. So it's about oh, a year okay. left. So another, Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another year, and then they don't actually swap out till Marchish, right? January, I think. Okay. Yeah. So quite a while left. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, anything else you want to talk about on renewable energy? Um, not really. Mm. But I think we're very much in agreement on it. In terms it's just of, like it's it, just good. It's just good, and the more these stories are mainstream, the better. Um, I just can't, I've not seen any kind of like bad news about renewable energy other than the, the like batteries. a big old father just being like, I don't like it, room meals. The batteries are a problem because it's not very environmentally friendly to make all these batteries and they don't last forever either. They're good for us about 1500 uses. Yeah. And then you got to throw them away and we have no way to break down lithium. Yeah, but eventually. That's the thing, isn't it? You, yeah. You, you hope. That. But you also know what's not like also environmentally friendly coal gas big old carbon dioxide in the atmosphere yeah pumpity pump speaking of coal is still the largest supplier to the australian grid yeah Co- well 35 percent australia has a massive coal industry yeah like they pump that shit pump it up <laughs> pump it. everyone does really though yeah which kind of it, actually, in western countries is getting less yeah but it's still the majority i actually think gas is in the uk no i mean uh, oh well fuels in general but me, right? Yeah, we're some gassy boys over here. Oh. And next we're on to <laughs> the oily boys. Oily boys. Alright, 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 alright. Section three coming at you with coming at you fast. News from around the world. Specifically Iran. 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 And basically they found a fuck ton of oil. In a, an old or new oil field. Yeah. 53 billion barrels of oil, which is how you measure oil, I found out. Big old barrelly boy. Yeah, which each barrel is 208 litres. That's a lot of oil. That's a lot of oil. And times that by 53 billion and you got a lot of that black gold. <laughs> which 53 billion increases the country's reserves of oil by a third. Yeah, they've already got 150 billion, yeah, so now and now they're, they're just being greedy. Hitting the 200 billion mark. It's just like... How much oil do you need, really? Yeah, especially as we're all using renewable now, guys. Yeah, so. come on, we've just talked about it, like, yeah. around. Did you not Get hear? on the level. Yeah. <laughs> Australia ain't having it. They did it for five minutes, boys, come on. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, it's pretty significant, because Iran is already the world's uh, fourth largest... Um, Deposit of crude oil. <laughs> oil holders. <laughs> oil bank. <laughs> the oil hoarders. Yeah. And um, they've got a lot of natural resources, fossil fuel natural resources, like a lot of Middle Eastern countries. Yeah. Like big old Saudi Arabia as well. America just, they're like, hey, do you want some freedom? <laughs> For some oil? Hey, looks like you're interested in democracy. Yeah. But the uh, the guy at Iran, was he, what, what's his formal position? Leader? Uh, prime is he minister. Or prime minister. I thought it was prime minister. The first. president minister. Um, Damn, son. Yeah, I made a new word. Yeah, <laughs> I'm something of a wordsmith myself. <laughs> he was uh, speaking about some beef with the USA following this. Um, yeah. 
having a go at Trump because they left the Iran deal, which was essentially a load of companies saying to Iran, like, whoa there with the nuclear developments. And I didn't really get what this had to do with oil. Can you enlighten me? It's just um, sanctions. So obviously, before the deal, Iran was basically barred from selling oil. Right. Since they have a lot of oil, that's a major, like, revenue stream for them as Mm -hmm. a country. Um, so they were barred from doing that and under the agreement to essentially stop Iran from having enough nuclear material to produce weapons, not just enough to produce energy through power plants, they would then have access again to the world markets. Okay. But then the US was like, yo, Iran, how, how about, about no? I am out? Yeah. And then Trump left and took all his... 500 million peeps with him, or however many there are in the USA these days. I mean, they weren't all there in Iran, but... No, I'm not, they, they literally were. They all had to sign it. Everyone That's how them. everything works. <laughs> but, um, That's why we yeah. get shit done in this country. So Iran's now, like, making its own uranium, which is not Gucci-gilly. It's pretty <laughs> fucking rude, because that shit's messed up. Yeah, it's dangerous, but, man. Yeah, man, you could make a bomb or two out of that. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, so then they've had the sanctions on the oil put back on. But essentially... They've got too much to sell. No one's going to want it in 20 years' time. Well, that's the thing. Like, do Is this going to be good for For them? them? Like, obviously having this large resource is good. It's all stored in crude oil at the moment, which takes two to three years to be produced as usable oil. So it's just like... It's just a lot of useless oil at the moment. It's just like... It's kind of like money in the bank that you can't touch. Money in the bank! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just like the tank. <laughs> but it's just whether will that be useful in the future yeah. and does it kind of help them as a country move away from its oil, it its oil dependency no I don't if you just basically have their main export and like a major revenue stream increase by 30% you're going to want to use it you're going to be like oh happiness yeah you're not going to be like oh shit better do some renewables now because do you know who's the main buyer of them because Russia's got a lot of its own oil right so it's probably not Um, well they set up a big pipeline somewhere maybe Russia maybe it's all like different countries because I know the US wouldn't want to buy it from there yeah Europe doesn't want to really buy it from there so probably like African countries maybe kind of like Asian countries that are a bit more loose with the old morals (laughs) morales but it's true like you can't like if you're a developing country and you need no, crude you oil, can't. you can't really mess around no. with these things. No, that's why the onus is on the richer countries to do the renewable thing, because the poorer ones can't, really. Yeah, I, I remember seeing an article where I think it was India was getting chastised by a lot of countries for having a really high pollution rate to do with coal. And they were like, well, you did it 200 years ago. Yeah, well, like, what are we supposed to do about it? What, like, why can't we benefit as well? So, yeah. yeah, it's really on the onus of the people that kind of have benefited already to be able to provide... Yeah. the solutions for everyone else because at the end of the day like these kind of issues aren't just somebody making money it has such far-reaching consequences for every individual whether you use fossil fuels or not yeah that's kind of the story in itself it's just oil being found how long is it still going to be useful for finding that amount have you got yeah. anything more to add to it i think the main thing i wanted to kind of like bring up was just like by finding this oil and then by looking for these old resources like natural gas and stuff and yeah. wanting to rely on them 
it do, it kind of like hardens people's positions against new technologies and renewables, and also finding more in theory reduces the price, which makes it again like yeah, it's an odd one, isn't it? Yeah, although I'm not going to get into it, but OPEC basically control the price of oil, right? And like maybe that's a story for that's another a, that's another whole thing thing in itself. Um, basically, it's all the major oil producing countries in the world basically decide how much output they're going to do and do the I'm price. I'm surprised by that at all. Oh, no. To it's, be honest. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. Yeah. But then Saudi Arabia at the moment has been massively undercutting the price of oil by vetoing any, like, um, restrictions on supply to increase the price yeah. so they can get at yeah. Iran uh, okay. and Russia. Yeah. Because, essentially, you can't make any more money if Saudi Arabia's going to pump it out at a low cost. Gonna pump it up. Gonna <laughs> no, pump it up. <laughs> uh, that's mainly it. It's kind of just yeah. like, as long as people are looking and looking to exploit these fossil fuels and kind people of processes. Like, I know. Where yeah. there's money, people yeah, will yeah, yeah. But it's also the onus for everyone else to kind of step up and go, we don't need to, you know, extract this straight away we yeah. don't need it doesn't need to be available it's just like it's a resource like we just but we need to move away from it being our main boy it's like as soon as it's because it's such a long-term thing that people don't aren't as in a rush to do it but it's like as soon as people realize like building our water pipes with lead was a bad idea it wasn't because lead was suddenly like in short supply it's like oh yeah. this is harmful to us let's stop doing it where it's just with fossil fuels it's so ingrained in our structures yeah it's ingrained and it's so far out as well like by 2050 which is sounding closer and closer yeah but But, i mean that's what kind of with this story it was just to touch on especially with the renewable story we just talked yeah we thought it matched up pretty good pretty tasty and that's really the end of that i think yeah but get in touch if you want to talk about oily iran (laughs) or renewable japan Time for the riff. <laughs> it's that time when we take away our notes. Put away the notes. And we, uh... <laughs> yep. <laughs> and have a little chat. With no notes. <laughs> Definitely no notes. So looking at my notes here, it's <laughs> we need to talk about our fan of the week. And today's fan of the week, sponsored by... The Royal Navy is Carly Joe Korish from Over the Pond in the USA. Ah, USA shared our, shared our pod I think three times. Jesus Christ! A lot of feedback, and thank you very much for it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you, Carly. <laughs> if you want to be featured on as fan of the week, just share it. We'll see it if you share it. Share it. Get in contact with the pod itself. Yeah. You know, make yourself known. Yeah. And as for the riff, we don't have that much to talk about in general little things. We've had quite a boring week, haven't we? Yeah. There was the uh, the big old YouTube boxing fight last night. Logan Paul versus KSI. Versus Kisi, KSI. Who will win the battle? KSI, KSI won. Yeah, you knocked him out. Yeah. But he didn't, actually. No, it was a split decision. But much I read a cover... I didn't, I didn't watch it. I read a cover of reports. They didn't seem to criticize the, the decision too much no it's uh, from what i saw and stuff and then i watched the highlights as well it kind of looked like ksi had 
the majority of the like match to himself. Yeah. There was just a few points where like obviously Logan got some good hits. He's got a few big yeah, big yeah. ones in. But overall, who controlled the fight? Who controlled the pace of the fight? Who actually boxed better? I don't like that straight away Logan Paul's been saying he was ill. He said he woke up and sneezed three times this morning and he knew he was ill. You think that's just his character though, like he's just playing it's a little into, bitch character. Yeah, but he's playing into the kind of almost villain like there isn't like wrestling you know they've had like yeah, their yeah. proper I mean, it villains was in and... Vegas yeah apparently like KSI was getting all the love yeah like, he came it out was pretty mad almost, like the villain which yeah. I guess if you film people dead bodies that have hung themselves in a forest you'll be the villain for quite a while oh snap boy yeah but that was interesting and kind of they each took home something like 900k is it just from just from the yeah Man, that's a lot, of, ded- lot of yeah, a lot of dedication though. Like, it is. It's a huge amount. I mean, they like fair play to them. The quality of professional boxers, but yeah. fitness levels and all that. I'm Done sure well. they're up there. Yeah, yeah. But like, what do you think this means for kind of like boxing in general as like a sport to have it? Not, I'm not gonna, good. I'm not gonna say hijacked, but like, very much. There was a Billy Joe Saunders fought on the undercard for a world title fight, and then. The next, the big, the big fight was two guys that have decided to just become boxers. Well, I think it shows that that kind of boxing, like when it's not amateur, the professional boxing has always been about the publicity, not actually the fighting. Like they've always had. I mean, they've got multiple heavyweight champions and that kind of stuff because they've got various people that decide the belts and things. Yeah, you've got four belts yeah. for most boxing. Yeah, and you've always had the promoters are kind of like the biggest names almost. And they'll sell the fights, and people they build up champions. You know, they'll yeah. make people fight nineteen people that they're always going to beat, and then stick them against another guy they've built up, and that kind of thing. So I'm not sure if it. You you think it's just good for boxing? It's just another avenue that is. I think worked. any publicity is good, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot of publicity. Oh, to, damn right. To a huge new audience that yeah. we previously were just watching FIFA videos. Yeah, yeah, true. And that kind of thing. 40 million YouTube subscribers. 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 Yeah, it's. I don't know if it's good or bad. I think it's. It's entertainment, isn't it? And that's what boxing is. Yeah. Do you think boxing's more entertainment than sport, though? Yeah, I think. Because it's, it's all about the hype train with it, isn't it? I mean, people spend more hours watching them face up to each other and weigh in yeah. again and again and again than they do the actual fight. That's interesting. That's an interesting take. Yeah, although I'm not much of a boxing fan. Yeah. So. It's from an outside perspective. I think I think it's a fair point to make, though. Like, you know, boxers work hard and stuff to win fights. Mm, but... God, oh, I'm not taking anything away from the sportsmen. They are, I think, probably the best all-round athletes if you put them up against pretty much anyone else in strength yeah. endurance. I'd say, speed. like, boxers and rugby players. Yeah. The kind of, like, all-round, like, general... If you're looking for, like... The sevens players. Especially. If you're looking for strong players, mm. I'd say... Because um, obviously, if you got Kip Jogi, like he'd run away. From yeah, you. but in an all-round test, I yeah, think they'd, uh, they'd be up there. That's pretty cool. I like yeah. that. Um, speaking of rugby, ah, oh, big old segue. I know was we that. said we wouldn't talk about rugby again, but surprise, but something big has happened. Breaking news story inbound from three days ago. <laughs> breaking news story about breaking salary cap. Oof, not okay. Are you going to run me through the salary cap? Yeah. So the rugby premiership in England has a salary cap of £7 million 
13, um, which sounds like a little, not very much to football fans. I mean, a lot of players will be paid more than that yeah, just by right. themselves. Damn so that's right. 7 million for the whole squad. Yeah, and how many people in a squad? Usually 30 to 38-ish. So that's quite a lot of people. Yeah, academy players don't count. Okay, so we take them away. Yeah, there's a few ways you can, like, every team as well, you get you get to elect two marquee players, and they are they don't count for the salary cap. So essentially you're two highest paid. Yeah, so you can bring in two boys and pay them a million a year if you want, and it won't count. Rude. And you get some other things as well, like if they play for England, you get some extra credits. If if they came from your academy, you get something like a 50,000 bonus to them. Yeah. So that 7 million stretch is quite more yeah, than you it can sounds. Get, yeah, you can get more out of it than you'd think. All right, so someone's gone ahead and gone, fuck those rules. Yeah, Saracens, the London club, one of the London club. Of course it's London. The most successful English rugby team since Leicester Tigers reign in the, the noughties, the 2000s. Ooh. They've won four out of the last five premierships Oof. and three European Cups. Damn. All in the last five years? Um. Yeah. Oof. And yeah. they've been doing that while breaking the bank. Yeah, the one thing you can't really take away from them at all before we get on everything else is the European Cups because in the European tournament there is no salary cap because the other teams don't have one if you look at it that way. So it's still a fair contest. Yeah, except for the other English English teams. teams. Yeah, but, you know, they played French teams in the finals and Irish teams, so... But where's the the talent when it comes to the European teams? Is it still England's? No, the Irish team's all Irish. Really? Yeah, and the French team is just a mix of everyone, to be honest. Because they, they have a much higher salary cap, so they mm. get in Australians, Kiwis, some English guys. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they've been caught, apparently, going over the salary cap by at least 600000 for the last three years. Ooh. Which, if you think... That's hand in the cookie jar. It's quite a bit. That's almost 10% over, um, which is thought to be by... Him setting up companies, investment companies, with the club owner, and then him just putting money into their companies. Which That's not very in the sport of the uh, nah. the game. And they their punishment has been declared to be a thirty five point reduction. Uh, deduction. Deduction. To what does that total this yeah. year? And, and what does that mean in terms of like general? Is that a big reduction? I think the most anyone's ever got in one league is, it was Saracens, is 80 <laughs> points. So, so it's almost point half. reduction is a big old deal. Almost half of the highest ever points tally. Yeah. So it could put them in relegation. If they had a bad it, year, it would mean relegation, which is the bottom team goes down. So I mean, what happens low. now? So they've overspent and they have this squad through overspending. Yeah. And they've been deducted points, but they're allowed to carry on with the squad. Yes. They also have been fined 5.4 million, something like that, which again in rugby is no small number. Yeah, like definitely not. Um, but for a team that's more than willing to swindle funds anyway. Yeah, but the, the guy in charge of it, Nigel Ray, it's reported that he's put about 40 million into the club total over like 20 years. Yeah. So 5 million at once to be taken away is quite a lot. Yeah, that's quite a... Um, that's quite a... He- Heavy hit, yeah. But, but um, do you think that's going to change the culture? I don't know. I mean, it depends what new laws they put in place about mm. all these setting up companies and helping them out. And... Do you think they're going to try and make it a bit more transparent? Yeah, I think it is unfair. It is. 
Are they going to have those titles stripped away? That's what people have been asking. And that's why I wanted to defend the European ones, because yeah. I don't think those should be touched at all. The Premiership ones, Exeter especially, are saying we want them gone, because they were the finalists the final, yeah. for pretty much all of those times. So they didn't get another two titles if they were to be stripped from Saracens. <sighs> it's, a, yeah, it's a tricky one, because those players played and they won. Like they, did, they weren't cheating in terms of playing the game wrong. They were still better on the day. But obviously they have a, they few, were a few more extra special quality players. They were players unfair advantage. Yeah. You know, I don't think anyone's saying that any of the players specifically went and said, guys, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, especially the Saudi Cup is very sacred to the, the Premiership because people say that's what makes it the most competitive rugby yeah. league in the world. I mean, the difference between fourth and ninth last year was like two wins between everyone. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, and and the exception was always, well, Saris keep winning. It's not that competitive, and it's like, oh, wait a minute. Now we know why. I don't know why. Yeah, um, they're reviewing it. They're appealing it. The thing. We'll see what comes of that. But if you were hearing about this story, that's a quick rundown of the whole thing for you. You know, let us know what you think about it. Do you think? should be stripped do you think the punishment's appropriate do you think it should be less yeah what, what do you think and then maybe more just cheating in general like yeah these guys have gone around the rules to get an advantage in what is essentially just a game what i don't the spirit to happen is because obviously the best players are the ones that have benefited because they're the ones getting the big dollar and it would be a shame if the small guys that have just come up for the academy mm have to leave the club, let's say, to cut down the salary cap because they're not the ones that have benefited or broken any rules. So they probably didn't even know about it. Yeah. So it's it's a toughie. Who do you punish and how? I mean, the club gets punished, but then it's up to the club how they want to allocate, basically, um, and how they see themselves staying competitive Mm. and most likely, you know. Their defence is that they were doing this for player welfare because... Well, rugby players don't earn that much that once they retire at 30, 32, or potentially the next day they're in training, if something goes wrong, that's their money gone. Like, they need... It's not like rugby yeah, football yeah, yeah. where they've got hundreds of millions in the bank. Like, it's... I'm sure those titles, though, didn't help them, you know, owner, when he was wanting to increase a bit more player welfare. No, I know. It's um, it's just an interesting point. They're, like, setting up for the future with investments. Where where Where's the line, like borrowing the money is that okay or just advice because your owner of your club happens to be a man that knows investments where do you draw the line of what's okay for player welfare and what breaks the salary cap and makes it an unfair competition just more transparency really because it's obviously been quite underhanded for the last couple of years and now they've been caught out I think a lot of other clubs will probably be worried because they'll have all done some things maybe not as bad and as much but stuff like you know putting someone up in a house for cheap yeah. rent that the club owns that kind of thing does that fall as well that's where they need cap? that's where they need to obviously nail it down mm. and make sure that everyone understands that either you know all financial remuneration is fair game when it comes to the salary cap or there's certain allocations maybe you know yeah. like housing so at least everyone knows these are the kind of loopholes. There should be public knowledge how much each player is getting paid. Yeah. If you're having a salary cap. Yeah. If not, fine. doesn't matter. But if you are... Or at least it should go directly to the governing body. Yeah. yeah. Like, 
doesn't need to be public. That's the thing, the report of the Saracens books hasn't been made public for whatever reason. Because it probably looked real bad. This is quite a sport-heavy yeah. week this week. Sorry for non-sports fans, but, you know, you can tune out after the news if you want. Yeah, and I think, I think we try and, like, bring it around to other topics as well, so it's yeah. not just pure sports. Yeah, this was more almost laws. Yeah, I think we're talking about, like, the fairness of, yeah. you know, these kind of things. and then, But that's us for episode six. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Remember to like and subscribe to all of our channels and Spread all of our word. social media. Spread the word. Do it. Share. Become fan of the week. Get, this, a, get um, a free shout out. This and that pod at, well, at this and that pod <laughs> on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook and Twitter. All the biggies. See you next week. See you later.